I put a spell on you. <laughs> and now you're mine. I thought it was gone. Oh, okay, you do it from the beginning. Go ahead. What is it? Uh, yeah, you're right. But it's I can't. No, <laughs> no look, you know what? Don't even. It's I put I put a spell on you. No, don't and now, don't give me. You're don't mine. start talking, honey. That is. You get give notes. You can't stop the things I do. I ain't lying. Come here, stop. It's been three hundred years, right down to the day. Okay, it goes up. See, you are doing and now some the modulation. Back. You oh, are doing shit. syrup, girl, drunk. Get her out here. And now the witch is back. Like that drunk auntie doing karaoke. And no. there will be hell to pay. I put a spell on mm. you. And mm. now you're... <laughs> Come on, no. Come on, no. Good job. <laughs> He's like, yeah. Hello, Salem. My name's Winifred. What's, What's yours? yours? I put a spell on you. That was good. And now you're gone. Go, go, go. Yeah. That's my shit. I need to watch to that. that movie. We, we've already... It comes on every day during our free October. free form. <laughs> yes, every day. They play that thing out. I need to watch it again, though. Just one good time uh, this Thursday for Halloween. Anyways, outside of putting a spell on people, we have lots of other things to talk about. So much going on this week. Let's get into it. Cold Pop, ready? Here we go. It's me, Trent Rashad. And Marcus Drew Steele. And you're listening to Cold Pop. Yes, and in preparation, we've seen tons of Halloween pictures over the weekend. And I know a lot of people are going to be celebrating Halloween this week. So, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Yes, um, we've got a lot going on this week (laughs) to cover. Happy Halloween. I'm going to do a little Disney, get a little highlighter. Mm, You're watching the Disney Channel. Happy Halloween. Very cute. Um, what are we going to talk about this week? Well, first, I mean, we have plenty to talk about. We're going to hit everything from Pastor Wilson all the way to Tank. Jesus. Then on um, to talking a little bit about Disney Plus and the new show on HBO, The Watchmen. Nice. Um, okay. So, But before we get into all of that, let's get to our weekend. Let's go ahead and do a weekend recap. Yes. Um, so our weekend recap is about the same. Yeah, we spent a lot of time together this weekend. <laughs> yes. Um, we did a Halloween party on Friday, this past Friday. There was that. There was like I think it, we can call it a step up from a Halloween party. I would say a Halloween, Halloween extra, extravaganza. Okay, extravaganza. Um, so on Friday is when we started. So right after work, it was funny because you and I actually caught each other on the train. I think that's the first time that that's happened to it us. Was, it was. Um, it so was. I felt like you weird. had the low jack on me or something. Yeah, um, I definitely <laughs> came up and like checked you. I rolled up on you in the car. And you know, it, on CTA, people never know 
They really don't. So people so like stop and I stare. When I rolled up on you, people was like, oh, <laughs> oh shit, what's <laughs> happening? I yeah. looked up and just immediately bust out laughing. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, and I was like still, I was in character giving to you. People did not know what was going people, on. They were so confused because Trent was in full character mode and I'm sitting there just dying laughing so, on the train. <laughs> so we had that and then we um, ended up coming to Chateau Trenton <laughs> and uh, we had like a little pregame session Getting everybody ready. Girls was getting in hair and makeup. Yes. And getting ready on, for the evening. Uh, putting on Spanx. And All of those things. <laughs> now, I wasn't in any Spanx. But, I, I mean, And we that all was your had, mistake. Um, that was your first mistake No, no mistakes night. here, honey. Because <laughs> I was... You did not wear no, any I was Spanx. snatched. Now... And you should have. Share with us what your costume was. Well, so, first off, the theme of the party was um, Apocalypse. And so, a few of us decided to dress that way. And so, my outfit was more... Um, a la Mad Max uh, with Charlize Theron. So I did a little mix between. Um, are, are you ASMR? This is called, pop. <laughs> called pop. Anyways, um, I did a mix between Mad Max and um, Apocalypse, and so and ballerina. And you know what? It might have been. When I saw it, it you really gave well. me center stage ballerina. I said, "Oh." I was about to give you I Black Swan. I said, she's a Swan. dancer. Black Swan. I said, oh, she's a dancer. Yes, on point. Where's your slippers? On point. I was about to be on point in there. That's yeah. what. But no, mine turned out I turned out better. I had an idea in my head. And um, we'll post the pictures on the Cold Pop Instagram page for you guys to see the costumes. Um, but it turned out better than I thought it was going to because I made a costume switch last minute because I originally was going to be a superhero. And then like a couple of days before, I decided to go the apocalypse route. So... Okay, yeah. cute, cute for you. What about you? Honey, okay, I was giving you all kind of Emmy realness. Mm -hmm. The category was <laughs> Pose. I was Pray Tell. Live. Yes, work. Work. Pose. I was Pray Tell for the evening. Billy Porter's iconic character on the hit show uh, on FX, Pose. Yes. Um, and so was giving the girls one of his signature iconic looks there um it was really difficult for me to kind of like settle on what was right what it the look was going to be right because on post i mean pray tell wears so he's got much so shit. much yeah so it's like say. how can you pick one and so the the especially something that's recognizable right so when yeah. i googled him um there was just one outfit that kept, kept coming, coming up. up and so mm -hmm. i went with that and so we did a couple of modifications of course um but I, I think I pulled it off. I posted it on my Instagram. So go look at me at Trent Rashad. Um, I've had lots of likes. Some a Good. couple of likes. People have started to tag Billy Porter. Oh, okay. uh, Native Son Now also liked my photo. I Who thought is that? that Native Son Now is the um that big black gay um Instagram account. Oh, okay. It's um, on there. Them. Yeah. Okay. Don't don't try to uh shade. No, I wanna but, I wanna go see. Yeah, go see. see. On there. Go see and look at what I you're wanna, missing. I'm gonna go on a go um, see. But they like my little post. I was like, oh, thank you so much. So good. it was a good time. The issue was, of course, because none of his looks are exactly recognizable on the show. You had to explain a lot. I had to do a lot of explanation throughout the night, but I still had a good time. Good. No, I think we had a great time. I mean, what, the other costumes, there was a Spider-Man, there was a Scott Summers, there was a Angel of Death, and there was a uh, another Apocalypse. So I have no clue what some of them girls were. Stop it. Some of them were putting things together. And this is my PSA out here for Halloween. Mm -hmm. 
come with a concept, come with something. Um, I feel well. Hold least. on now. Well, well, well. And I'm not on. saying that there was people that I feel like didn't have. Everyone it. had a concept this no, year. I was I very pleased. And you know what? I'm not going to go into it with you, sis. I was because very pleased. A lot of these girls, if they were on the runway and they had to explain these looks. I think been, it would have been able to. It would have been a Kennedy Davenport <laughs> <laughs> when she was talking about I crystallized and came back because she trained had yeah. gutted me. Exactly. It would have been a Kennedy. Exactly. It would have been and a Kennedy Davenport back. situation. So this is my PSA for Jesus. a lot of these girls. And you over here drinking. I don't know what's going on with this. You need microphone. to stop all of that drinking before you come on. Right. Too much. But what I will say um, is that yes, Halloween is it's time to have fun. You know, be fun, be um, flirty, sexy if you want. Snatched. Snatched. You definitely were snatched. And you, now, your outfit, you were definitely my Number one, cinched. my outfit, right. I said, oh, she's cinched, cinched in. Cinched. I said, the she's body got a corset. Was there. The body is here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I, what I did not, I the outfit turned out great concept everything but i did not plan on how i was going to use the restroom <laughs> mm. i did not plan on that so i had to get basically full-on naked when we was in progress to like that's cute go pee because yeah, i had to like take the belts off take the fanny pack off see shimmy this is it on down. lack of planning right very did not think that part through but we made it i had a little help and you know i had a um Grab uh, the assistant, you know, like Miranda Peasley. Very Lee, uh, like Miranda who? Like Miranda Priestley. Oh, okay. What you think I said? Peasley. I Peasley. said, wait, hold on, <laughs> And go um, get my assistant to help me in the restroom. But it was a good night. We finished, and we all we ended up having a sleepover, so that yes. was fun. Yes. And you there was know, a party bus too. We forgot to mention that. There was a party that. bus included, yeah. and yeah, all of that. And <laughs> um, yeah, we ended up having a sleepover, and just ended up getting in the morning watching old. Black sitcoms. That yes. was fun. That I, was a good time. I enjoyed time. that. I so, enjoyed yeah, that. we had a really good weekend. Yes, I enjoyed that. Um, I, I don't celebrate Halloween every year, and so it was good to do something this yes, year. Yes, it does. And then, the devil. Okay, do not. Please don't do that. Demonic. Um, but, yeah, it was good to, like, get everybody together and do something for Halloween this year. I'm, I planned the event, so I can check that off my list. Terry, why you always got to let everybody know you're playing <laughs> Because, everything? because that's what I did, you know. Your mom put me in charge for a reason, uh, and so then, therefore, cornbread. I have to... I have to <laughs> Cornbread. Cornbread is my recipe from scratch. (laughs) From scratch. Okay. And you know what? You want to talk about family? Fuck the family, okay? (laughs) The family screwed my husband. Faith. No, 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 no. Let's not, because we will good. We'll go down the road. That was like such a good one. No, like Terry, why you always got it? And honestly, I am Terry. You are. Honestly, God, I am Terry, and you are Maxine. That's the next thing that we should do. It's like I definitely am Maxine. You are Maxine. Um, I am Terry. And I'm gonna. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go through our friend group and pick those girls out right after this show. We're gonna do that. So funny. Um, Okay, let's get moving. Yeah, let's get moving. So, bottom line, we had a great weekend. We'll try to post some pictures on the Cold Pop Instagram so you guys can see and get a feel for how lit the night was. Yes. But let's move on to our next segment. It's entitled Woo Child. All right. I want to go first because I just want to get this out of the way and I want to hear your thoughts on this because I know okay. you're going to have something to say. You know what? I probably won't. No, you will. Okay. You're you're a singer, so you will. Well, no. I mean, let's get ready. You know, of course, Woo Child is where we get to kind of go through the most 
WTF moments of Basically. pop culture and Basically. really give our two cents. So. so this week on Twitter, an old Rolling Stone article uh, reared its ugly head on Twitter again. Um, from a writer who was ranking the top 100 singers of the past, uh, I guess, 20 years, decade or something like that. I don't remember what the time span was. Or yeah. just maybe it's just the top 100 singers of all time or whatever. Um, and the list is suspect, to say the least. We'll put it yeah. like that. I've got it right here on my phone. I'm going to pass it over to you. I just want to do a couple of notables that I'm sure people will be shocked and awe. Um First off, number one is Aretha Franklin. Okay. I think she definitely deserves a top five. Number one, though, no. Um, the ones I really want to talk about really quickly, Whitney Houston is 34 on oh, the wow. list. That means the likes of um, Ray Charles, Elvis Presley is number three. Ugh. John Lennon, Bob Dylan, Otis Redding, like they're all in the top 10. And then Mariah Carey is even further back in the list. She's number 79. Oh, wow. 79 of the top 100. Yes, ma'am. Okay. So, and here, I'll let you look well, at the list. this is interesting. I think, this go ahead. Is, no, you talk about what you, what So, is first it? off, if Mariah Carey and Whitney Houston aren't in the top five, then the list doesn't make sense to me. Okay. So We're talking about you feel. top 100 singers, or are we talking singers? Cause well, I mean, okay, singers, so, Mariah Carey, seventy nine, like uh, Bob Dylan, Elvis Presley, number three. Elvis Presley do nothing but steal everybody else's songs, hun. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe it's I don't know. Maybe and it's singer. talking about the most unique voices. I'm not sure. Are we talking about I the would, most popular? I think it would be interesting to see exactly what the rubric was, right? But, because the talent-wise, if Whitney and Mariah are not in the top five, then the list doesn't make sense. I mean, some of these I do get and do understand. I'm not seeing I mean, look at Hathaway. Like, she's, she's not on it, and you're not going to see her. I'm not seeing Rochelle Farrell. You're not going to see her. You're not going to see um, the likes of Jennifer Hudson hmm. either. Christina Aguilera's on the list, though. Yeah, okay. Well, look, this and is look what i look where I'll Patti say. LaBelle is on the list. Let's see. Where is Patty? I think she's in, like, the top 30. okay. No, she's not. <laughs> Patty LaBelle is ninety-five on this list. Well, then, so I mean, okay, so there's talk. some right. So there's definitely some feelings about this, right? I think it's fine if they want to do this. It's fine if they want to Absolutely. do this. What I think is more important, I think, the question that we should really start to get around is that we all know that art is subjective. It's subjective, right? Why do we feel the need to put rankings, right? This is going back to, if you remember, when they... Bono ranked higher than Whitney Houston. I saw. And they wanted to... But this goes back to even when they wanted to rank, you know, albums. And they wanted to rank, you know... They've ranked drag queens, the top drag... I mean, there's so many different things in art that they've really wanted to kind of place a ranking on. And I'm not sure about what is... with. Is it this generation that we have an infatuation to know where people stand and know where people are ranked and who's hot and who's not? All of these things. But it's just very unnecessary, right? These lists are unnecessary. They're they're unnecessary, but like I think in some capacity, there is commonplace. I think if if, if you are not living under a rock, there are some people that we can just agree on are top of the top. I mean, 
Come on, like no, the I voice mean, of a generation, Whitney Houston. Well, this should is what I'll tell you. Number one, and tell me where Streisand is. I think that she's not on the list. That's interesting to me. Let me let me let me double check that Judy? just to make sure. Is Judy on the list? No, ma'am. Judy. Okay. Well, this is what I'm saying because I, I and I was trying to like think about who are those white artists that I know that like come with it. But this is what I'm gonna say. This is what I will say. Right? Like. There might not necessarily be, we might not necessarily agree on what, who should be top or who should be here or whatever like that. I'm all for giving people their flowers and giving people their roses and giving people their props. And if this was a way in to do that, great. But do we even need the ranking of the list? Could we just do here is the group in no particular order? Uh, mm, I to, I, you may be completely honest with you. That sounds like some all lives matter type of ish. Like, mm-hmm. no, we can't do a grouping because. Well, then I say just don't do it. Oh, and then that's fine. But I mean, that's what I say. I think I think what needs to be made clear when these li- people do lists like this is what is the requirements? What are the requirements? Do pop does popularity? Does album sales? Does exposure? Does career length does you know cultural impact do these things come into effect when you're you're making these lists because that alone right there should switch a lot of these up you know so or are you just going based on vocals are we doing pure vote if we're going on pure vocals yeah I'm, honestly I'm, did the article say anything about how they went about this no no yeah i think it's just really in i mean at the end of the day, you kind of take those things with a grain of salt. And I'm sure that everyone who's on that list probably takes that shit with a grain of salt. They're going to have to. It's just like, they're going to have to. What a, thank you, Rolling Stone. Like, it, the the article was from 2010. So, I mean, that. it was very, yeah. very old. And, oh, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, but still. Interesting. Yeah. From I think 2010. That like, I think that that's really. It's telling. I mean, I don't know. And the, you know what's so funny? And this is kind of a little bit off topic, pardon me, but kids don't even know who Elvis Presley is. No. Isn't that crazy mm-hmm. that we live in a world where, you know, kids don't know who that man is? I'm sure there's plenty of people. I'm sure kids don't even know who Freddie Mercury is. No, they'll know now. Uh, well, I guess. Due to the movie. Or Bob Dylan, Due you know. Due to the movie and Bohemian Rhapsody. Or Johnny Rhapsody. Cash. Like, I'm, a lot of these old. Bob Dylan, maybe. But definitely, I think Elvis is David like one Bowie. of the biggest stars of all time. That's, I mean, when I think about big people of all time, like Ooh. Elvis Presley. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Definitely, like the king, right? Ah, debatable. Yeah. yeah. The king of what? King of rock and roll. Oh. Isn't that what's his, that was his title, yeah, right? That yeah. is the king. Which, um, debatable. So, anyway. I, that's my woo child for that. Definitely a woo child moment. So. Okay. Let the church say amen. Amen. <laughs> All right. Because the next thing that we're bringing, really, I, I just... I don't know how to feel about this, but the church has said amen, and the doors are open as well as the mouth and some of the legs as well. Some women's legs Um, is open. But my next Wucha moment would be for Pastor David E. Wilson of uh, Bible Way Ministries and World Outreach Incorporated. So uh, last week, a video surfaced of Pastor Wilson... um, how should we put this? Servicing members of the congregation. Oh, I've seen the video, but your choice of words is very is wick I mean, that's what I'm just going to say. I'm going to say, okay. I, I think that's the there best way to put it. There was a lot of lip licking in that There was video. a lot of mouth, there was a lot of oral um, 
he's 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 a pastor of the oral tradition. That's all I'm gonna say about this because I'm trying to be respectful. Okay. But Pastor David E. Wilson, uh, a video surfaced of him providing um, nourishment and nur- and nurturing to a female member of the congregation uh, who was not his wife. Um, Twitter has exploded with this video. I've seen Pastor David E. Wilson costumes. I've seen songs and remixes about this brother. I, I, I don't really know what to say. This is the first time. Yes, we've seen pastors caught in scandals of photos and things being sent, but I've never seen an actual sex tape. What about you? I was shocked. And you know what? I think in today's day and age, I'm I'm not surprised. I was a little shocked, but I'm not. Once I once it set in, I was like, okay, I'm not really surprised by this. Um, I don't even know what to say. Well, this is what, like, I, I mean, this is definitely woo child because at the end of the day, the, the family did come out. The family did come out and was like, at first they were like, oh, we're not sure that that's him in the video. Da, 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 da. Okay. Girl. And then one of the daughters came later out and was right. like, no, I, that's him. That is my father. And like, just because we're born of the same, uh, just because, you know, we're in the same family doesn't mean that we have the same mission and, and all of those things. And she, um, kind of, she, her statement, I feel like was the best. She said, sometimes we, we know unknowingly share our names with complete strangers, but that does not mean that we share the same mission or faith. Mm-hmm. Yes, I am the daughter of the great Dr. David E. Wilson, um, but this is just someone who happens to share the same name as Ooh. me. All right. Yeah, uh, it, it's, you know, this is what I'm going to say. If you haven't seen the video, <laughs> I'm not even going to tell you to go look it right. up. I'm going to say, oh. I, I don't know. I, I feel like everybody needs to go <laughs> see it. It's just, um, it's very interesting. It's a man of God. A man of God. And he had that woman saying, oh, God. Okay? He had that woman speaking in tongues. His tongue had her speaking in tongues. Oh, So that's all I'm going to say about that. We're going to move on. That's a woo child for me. Definitely a woo child. All right, Um, what do you got next? I just wanted to briefly go back to last week when we spoke about Lisa Ray. um, And you were talking about... How she felt that Dwayne Martin split up her, helped uh, contributed to splitting up her marriage. Um, okay. So I went back and actually watched the the whole show. So this was part of a show called Uncensored on TV One. Yeah. Um, and they're doing these are I guess getting a little bit more traction because um, of the people that they're having on and the things that you know they're being really truthful about. And I watched Lisa Ray's episode and it was really good. You know she was. Holding no punches, and she was talking about Players Club. Side note: I did not know that Ice Cube directed Players Club. I did know that. I did not know that. That's interesting. I said, "Oh, that's a fun fact." I did not know that, and that that was Lisa Ray's um, theatrical debut. Definitely. So after the video, uh, after the what? After her uh, video, right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah after she, she went, because she she talked about that, and she was talking about how you know she was a video vixen for a little while, and. 
then she uh, got the role in Players Club and then things went up. The one thing I wanted to mention, though, that I thought was very interesting because um, there was a show in VH1 called Single Ladies. I really liked that show. It mm. was sort of billed build as a spinoff or a reboot of Living Single, in a sense. Mm. Um, Queen okay. Latifah was mm. an executive producer behind it and a few others. Um, and I really liked the show. And even though I do not like Stacey Dash, like, I liked her in that show. Like, Valerie. the dynamic, yeah. The dynamic was really good between Lisa Ray, Stacey Dash, and the other white girl. Um, I don't was remember her white? name. She was white. Oh, yeah, she was very white. Okay. <laughs> um, but Lisa Ray talked about an incident where her and Stacey Dash got into it on set. Um, because she would, she, the way she set it up, she was saying, you know, like when people come into town, you know, you have family and friends stuff coming to town. It's a known thing that, you know, it's like, okay, hey guys, I got somebody coming to town, so let's knock these scenes out. So, you know, I got some place to be. And everybody's always very respectful of that. And so one time, I guess she was having people in town or Stacy was having people in town. Um, and the director kept trying to get her to say this line to Lisa Ray's character, and Stacy just wasn't having it. It was like, no, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. And it was like, it's in the script. And Lisa was like, pulled her aside to the side and was like, girl, just say the line so you can get out of here and you can go, you know, meet your family, or whatever. And Stacy was like, you don't tell me what to do. And then she like started waving her hand in uh, Lisa Ray's face. And you know Lisa Ray's not about that life. No, she's not. Lisa Lisa said she if barely we know got anything from Players Club. We know she's not <laughs> right. about that life. Lisa says she barely got two words out before Stacey Dash took off running to the trailer. <laughs> and so it was funny because Lisa was like, she ran off so fast, I didn't have time to get my heels off because I thought she was trying to have a private conversation with me <laughs> in the trailer, and I was going to grant her that private conversation. Said, yeah, and so I was down. trying to go catch up with her. And I was like, no, she's not going to whoop her ass exactly. in this trailer. And like they, she said that the director caught her. and was like, no, 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 let it go, or whatever. And then the next day, Stacey showed up with all of this damn security um, and Lisa took the higher road and, you know, did what she needed to do. And she was like, obviously, um, I did something right because the next season you see Stacy wasn't there and she wasn't and she got she fired wasn't. technically is what she was uh, alluding to. But I thought that was just very interesting. So if you haven't had a chance, go watch the uncensored, uh, Lisa Ray TV one. There's even one with Lamar Odom. Where yeah. He they're all coming. It's a little crazy. It's so funny that they like, there's this resurgence of kind of like these shows that talk about behind the scenes and things yeah, like that. So like I love that. Type Uncensored of stuff, is coming is here, but E True Hollywood Story is coming yes, back and yes. all that stuff. And then, you know, with the Lamar situation, Uncensored, I'm glad you brought that up because he dropped a little gem that I didn't, didn't know. know. I mean, me either. I um, said, didn't know. Biggest mistake of his about, life. <laughs> he talked about he was in a before Khloe Kardashian. Lamar uh-huh. Odom was in a relationship with Taraji P Henson, and Lamar was still playing basketball at this time. Yeah. Too, so, but yeah, I didn't know that they were dating. Yeah, I mean, he talks about like that they were in a full on relationship. And, and he messed it up. Yeah, and said that he had fallen in love and with Chloe. <laughs> You know, hey, and then like late. I mean, keep in mind that courtship between him and Chloe was not. They, he said they dated for a month and then got married. Got married. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I just oof. it was very whirlwindy to give that kind of. And like, I'm not. You know, I'm in love with some other woman, and then a month later, mm-hmm. be married is just kind of crazy. But it's just wild that all this resurgence of these types of shows are coming back. Um, and so I'm definitely here for it. I loved E! True Hollywood Story growing mm-hmm. up and just love to kind of watch those shows and learn about what was really going on or what, you know, there was another was one. Supposed to be going on. I don't know if it was part of the E! True Hollywood Story or if it was like a 
um, a spinoff where um, a lot of the old rappers like Salt and Pepper and DeBrat and stuff were on one, and Salt mm-hmm. and Pepper were talking about how they auditioned for Russell uh, Simmons and he turned them down and then they blew up and then Russell Simmons came back and tried to sign them and they were like, no, we good, <laughs> but thanks <laughs> or whatever. Ciao. And so it's just cool to hear stuff like that. I, I like I like looking at stuff like that. Yeah, but that Lamar Taraji thing really threw me. He was like, yeah. because that was his, he's, the way he also phrased it was kind of weird. He was like, this was my most um, serious or legitimate relationship with a, a black, black woman. woman. And I was yeah. just like, mm, okay. <laughs> child. Okay, here and we, we see go. That didn't end well. Right. But now he's in, he's uh, with a woman of color. Yes. And, you know, hey. Yes. You know, so shout out to him. She's and I a wish life him, coach. And I wish him the best, which is probably what he needs, to be mm-hmm. honest. Right. Well, the life coach was just was in prison. She came out of oh. prison. For like stealing or something. Oh. That's all of the Wendy Williams show. They Ooh. talked about it. And Ooh, I was child. Like, oh, okay. Okay, Still honey. It's me. Um, okay, so next up, I just wanted to talk about really quickly, woo child, to all of these drag race spinoffs that are happening. I My head is spinning from the spinoffs. Yeah. It's just, it's oversaturated now. And I we talked about this last season about how we needed to take a break, give people time to like catch she their She said, breath. I'm going to give y'all a break. And she said, yeah. And then I'm coming back with 13 spinoffs. So as of right now, it's been confirmed that of course, Drag Race UK is happening right now. Um, season 12 is already uh, in the books and b- in the editing, post-production. Yep. All-Stars 5 All-Stars is also 5. in post-production. Drag Race Canada, Canada just got announced. And they're even talking about a Drag Race uh, Australia. And then also Drag Race Thailand Season 2 just ended not too long ago. Mm-hmm. This is too much. Too much. And then... Too much to tweets. Too much nag. Too <laughs> much know. nag. That's a lot. And then to add on to that, just the cherry on top... Celebrity. Oh, yeah, and then the celebrity, celebrity dra- drag race too is coming. Much. This so, is too much. Um, this is how you take too much of a good thing. You know, this this is a marathon, not a sprint, and I feel like they're sprinting. Well, this is my question. Okay. Because you say that, right? Mm-hmm. And my question is, is it saturated? Yes. Or are we making it a point to go and seek out these other competitions. Because technically, Thailand is not for us. UK is not for us. Uh, like, we're getting on doing the bootlegs of those versions because they are not, you know what I'm saying? Like, I would say that about Thailand, but UK, I would disagree because Rue is actually on the show. Rue's not on the Thailand show. So, okay, and but her and Michelle is, are both is on UK, UK. Is UK so. on our TV? Well, that's just because in the UK, like they can't get some of the stuff that we watch. Like they can't get the original seasons over here. Okay, but I'm, that's what I'm saying. So, so but I'm they just, still watch. I'm just asking us to put that into perspective of they're not necessary. Some of these spinoffs are not necessarily for the American public. Well, I think looking if you're looking at the timeline, I can tell you what's going to happen here is that Drag Race UK is going to end. Um, and then this season fall, 12. All Stars 5 will probably air. Before season 12? Yeah, and then season 12 will air, because that's how they usually do it. And so All Stars 5 will probably happen this winter, and then season 12 will happen in the spring, and then uh, Celebrity dra- Drag Race is yeah, also Yeah, I think it's a lot. I do think it's a lot. So but it's a lot. I mean, you take out UK and you take out Canada, and you know, you kind of figure out, like, okay, what do I need? Like, if, okay, if it's too much right like well i mean now you have to pick and choose but i think what's bothersome is that we're we're at peak 
drag race competition, which means that it's going to come down at some point. But at the end of the day, you know that we all want it. Uh, do we? Yeah. I don't think so. I mean, at least I'll speak for myself. I'm Thursday nights, I'm getting on Daily Motion and I'm watching Drag Race UK. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm watching it too, but I think I don't need it all like this. Like, I, I, want it. I get kind of tired, you know? Well, don't watch it. So, maybe I won't. Don't watch it. Maybe That's I your won't. choice. That is my choice. Don't come between this queen and her checks. Who's? Rue. Oh, check and all the Trump checks. <laughs> yeah, Donald Trump. So, but that's my woo child. It's just that there are a lot of drag race spinoffs, so we are in peak drag race, mode. which I love. Okay, up next for me, ooh, honey, McDonald's. I saw that video. And did you see the video? I okay. Did. So, I saw it. for instance, and she got what she. Well, and you I know what? what you, you have to be really careful going to some McDonald's because any you McDonald's can't always. You, this is not Burger King. You cannot have, have it your way, no ma'am, baby. No, so ma'am. <laughs> in Ohio, a McDonald's restaurant was the scene of the latest fast food incident. Um, and what happens, as reported by Complex, was that a customer by the name of Brittany Price. Uh, stormed into the store after ordering two happy meals and was not happy with the order it was incorrect and threw it and back it started in to get buck with the customers now no, this is what the, I, uh, I mean with the, the uh, I'm sorry with the um cashier now this is what I will say you might be able to do this kind of shit at chick-fil-a don't come to Popeyes <laughs> don't come to McDonald's Coming up here, raising all kind of hell. Because you will find yourself just They'll like Brittany Price back. did. <laughs> right. Okay? So, With a blender in your face. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, Brittany Price did not like the um, customer service she was receiving and decided to throw the food back, back at to the face. employees. Yeah. At which point, <laughs> the, employees the manager. <laughs> okay? The manager. Have you ever... Have you ever <laughs> I want to speak to the manager. <laughs> I am the manager. I am the manager. But the manager of the McDonald's, keep in mind, management picked up the blender. The blender that does all of your Sundays, all of your McFlurries. The one that ain't never working. All of that. The one that's never working. They never got it. And you know that's the damn thing. The one that's never, never working. It's down. It's down. always down. <laughs> And so for why, this purpose, that's why he threw it. Because for was this working. purpose, but poor Britney Spice, poor Britney Price got all the smoke when she got hit. the The manager threw the blender at this woman. I, and I'm gonna set up this, the narrative. Here's what happened: Britney came in, she threw the stuff, and she was having a bad day. But unbeknownst to her, the people the behind was having the a bad day. was having a bad day <laughs> because the blender was not working. And so he was so fed up, he was like, "Fuck this blender!" And he threw it. And it just so happened that Britney was standing at the wrong place at the wrong time and got hit in the face. When with I the tell you, she, so she got hit in the face with the blender. I'm looking at the video it, now. I didn't even know it was a blender Y'all, at first. You can't even tell, but, but it, it hits her in her face, out. knocks her back. She falls over the wet floor sign, wet floor <laughs> sign. She, I mean, falls all the way back. And what I'm looking at right now is the poor man doesn't even know. The poor man behind the customer doesn't even know what to do. I, what um, you, I mean, guys, this, <laughs> and, and it's not funny because there were injuries sustained. Yeah, she had this. a really swollen eye. She had eye a broken and, nose and yeah. shattered cheekbone yeah. um, from this. But word to the wise, you pull that shit at Chick-fil-A, you pull that shit somewhere else. 
You don't come up to McDonald's. You pull that shit at Panera Bread. You know exactly. Don't Corner do Bakery. You go do that at, at one of those places. <laughs> yeah, you don't, don't come up to don't the McDonald's, McDonald's in the hood or and, trying to, and trying to get a buck with with the manager. Because the employees, honey, their customer service is not all that great anyway. Could you imagine asking for the manager and then front throwing the food at the manager's face? I and, am the manager. And then being hit with the blender. I'm Poor Brittany Price. Shocked. Prayers out yes. to the family. That she heals. To the family that she heals from this. But she, you know, when keeping it real goes wrong. So I'm assuming the manager got fired. And you know what? I'm not sure. Because you know, look, I'm not even. Are, is she pressing charges? She has to be. But, uh, she has to be. At this point, like. Does she I, have a case? She definitely she has a case. she initiated the incident. She definitely has a case. Okay. To throw food and then to actually throw machinery. Well, he threw. <laughs> you can't throw food and then machinery. Those two, those are not equally yoked. Those are not equally yoked. So we can't do that. I'm I, I sorry. can make the argument that he threw food no. too. No, 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 no. It just happened to be in the blender. No, the ice cream machines were down, he and said, she threw that. What you said to throw food and machinery and not equally yoked. Those are not. Those two are not equally those yoked. Don't. Those are mutually exclusive. And Brittany Price has a case. Poor Brittany. I'm so sorry. This is not funny. <laughs> okay, the last thing on my list. Let's this is the real Wu Child, because Tank ain't gonna be able to promote an album. Oh gosh, for a poor Tank. While. Okay. Let's talk about it. So Tank was on Angela Yee's podcast Lip Service. Yep. And apparently they had gotten into a discussion about experimenting and what guys can do and females do oh, females mm-hmm. and what women do. Um, and stuff like that. And Tank had made the comment that, you know, men should be, basically in a nutshell, men should be able to experiment as well. And so if that means going and sucking a dick and see if you like it, and if you don't like it, then... Yeah, that's that. He you said you can suck two dicks, right? What he uh, yeah, but then, then I think Angela said something. But he was like, you know, if you if you suck in like ten dicks, I think by that time you like it. So ten <laughs> so, is the number. Ten is yeah. the magic number. I don't know. If, I don't know. If, I'm just I'm light loosely quoted. I don't know if he said ten, 10 or whatever, dicks. but um, but the argument came up as of why men are not allowed to experiment and that's it's frowned very upon, true. but women are, and that's it's so just true. considered hot and. Voyeurism and stuff it. like that. I I'm not a fan of that either. Yeah. I I like I totally get that and understand where this debate comes from because at the end of the day, there is such a stigma right. placed around masculinity, masculinity, sexuality, and, and black men, especially black, black men, yeah. mm-hmm. um, about you know what you can do and what you can't do. Um, and black men are taught from an early age of you know. You can't you can't do this or this is not right. acceptable. They have a whole there's a whole um, laundry list of things that black men are not. Which pours to do. into why there's so many men on the DL. Right, because they are scared to be frowned upon. Because they can't have that experimentation. They friends, can't do family. any of that. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like, um, I think uh, what was I getting ready to say? Um, I, I, I am all for I I have lived by the motto of you can't knock it until you try it. You know I mean I think. In order to really understand what it is you like, you know, you have to try things. You have to go out and experiment. Like, I will never listen to somebody to give me their opinion on something that they've never done hmm. or never tried. 
Um, I mean, and that goes for anything. I'm not just talking about like sexual preferences and stuff. I'm just talking about yeah. anything in life and stuff. You know what I mean? Granted, there are plenty of people out there who are like, oh, well, I know I don't like dick and I don't like this and that. Right. So ain't no need to try that. Fine. Fair. Cool. 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 But there are, there are also a lot of people out there who are confused or curious or not quite sure what yeah, it is they just, want. I would say curious you is know? like the biggest thing. And then, you know, from what I will say is that we have to be able to open or create an environment which people feel comfortable opening up and sharing this. Right. Uh, what I really loved about that very first season of Insecure is that they, they tackled this a little bit with, um, what is his name, Langston's character he plays on in, on Insecure. Uh, oh, Molly's boyfriend yeah, about the, him. yeah. Yeah. And well, he it's said just, he sucked a dick in college. Yeah. Or someone sucked his dick oh, yeah, in yeah. college. Uh, and that and was so, a huge deal for Molly. Right. But I think that we have to really work on creating an environment um, where men of color can explore their sexuality uh, without consequence or without being talked about those types of things. And it's not only on the heterosexual community. It's also on, on the gay community as well. We have to be able to... Um, and I don't. This is this is kind of where it gets tricky too because I have seen, I've seen a couple of girls who will be like, oh well, yeah, you know, he did this or he did that, and um, wanting to, you know, kind of out people before their time or before actually any situations have been made up. I think that we just have to work harder on all sides to make sure that men of color feel supported in exploring their sexuality. That's all I'm gonna say. I agree with that. I agree with that, and. Um... Now, Move the needle a little bit at a time. Now, let's be messy. Uh, now, who do you think Tank was experimenting with? I'm going to say... Because, <laughs> honey, that's why I said now. He said he didn't like it. Clear, clear, and you know what? I think he needs to honey, give he one more shot. Honey, because <laughs> he, he ain't tried this. He ain't tried this one more shot. And he tried the wrong call. one. Because <laughs> if he come to Chinatown, honey... <laughs> Dang, if you're listening and you're still curious, you let us know, okay? No, let me stop. Let me stop. <laughs> my man beat my ass. <laughs> you going to end up with a blend Black in your eye. face. I end up with a blend in my face. <laughs> you better Shatter chill out. Right, you better chill out if you end up with a blend in your right, face. let me stop. Um, all right, that's all I have for Wood Child. Do you have anything else? No, that's it for me. Okay, coming up next, we have our pop-up news segment by Mr. Marcus Drew Steele. Yes, yeah, so we've got just two stories we want to go over really quickly. Um, obviously, as we know, the world is ever-changing, and there's always some fuckery going around. Um, and so just a couple of stories real quickly that happened this past week. Republicans stormed into a closed-door meeting on October 23rd um, as their defense of Donald Trump grows more frantic. Last Wednesday's incident at a secure facility on Capitol Hill caused security concerns. The intrusion also delayed an impeachment inquiry testimony from a Pentagon official for nearly five hours. House Republicans are upset over the closed-door testimony, arguing they should be made public. Now, this happened just a day after the top U.S. diplomat in Ukraine testified that the White House threatened to withhold aid unless the Ukrainian government announced investigations for Trump's political benefit. Um, as we know, there's a huge scandal going on right now, or a made-up scandal in Donald Trump's eyes, is that Joe Biden and his son 
were profiting or benefiting from things. And so he's trying to withhold or was being accused of withholding aid from Ukraine. And um, pretty messy, pretty messy up there on Capitol Hill right now. Do you have anything to say about that? No, I think, I mean, what we're starting to see is, and I think that this will happen as we get further and further into um, election season and, and, and all of this. More and more stuff. More and more stuff is going to start coming out. And people are going to start speaking out and start having a little bit more of a, I think, a backbone. Right. Um, as, as they should. Yeah, as we get closer to um, what could possibly be Donald Trump's final term, first and final term. Let's hope um, so. As president. Let's so. hope so. Um, the second story is um, more of a fun story, but also surprising because I didn't know this. 68-year-old Robert Chelsea has become the first black patient to receive a face transplant. The operation happened back in July after he was hit by a drunk driver in 2013. The surgery took 16 hours and included a 45-person staff at Brigham and Women's Hospital in Boston, Massachusetts. Doctors say Chelsea is progressing and recovering remarkably fast just two months after the procedure was done. Uh, Chelsea is also now the oldest person to have the procedure done. Um, this is only the 15th time the procedure has been done in the U.S., and there are less than 50 happen that have happened globally. Wow. Now, what I am looking at right now mm -hmm. um, is oh, so sort to, of remarkable. Yeah, to give a little more backstory, he was actually given the opportunity to have a face transplant a year earlier. However, he turned it down because the, the match was way fairer and skin type than what his natural he skin said, type is. He said, oh, no, was. honey. Ba basically, you won't he have was me like, out here tanning. Well, uh, not even that. But he, match. he said that he couldn't bear to like look at himself as like an entirely different person. And so he didn't want that. And so he decided to wait. And then, of course, a little, just a little bit later, they were able to find almost an exact skin match to his, the rest of his body. And that's why you see the photos that you see now. And so like it's I said, this is nothing awesome. short of remarkable. I've, I'm really interested to see or to learn about, I guess, is this the hair graph? What do you mean? Right here. Of oh, probably. Of his actual yeah, yeah. hair. Probably. Um, this is... I mean, this is science. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is dope. Um, this is the first African American to receive this. I yes. think that that's really cool. Um, Obviously, yeah, the wow. circumstances aren't the best. I mean, nobody wants to be in that circumstance where you have to get a face transplant. But I mean, he seems to be doing well, uh, recovering really fast. Doctors say, and so um, some good news. So I thought that was pretty awesome to, to to read. Yeah. Wow. This is this is pretty. Amazing, and I'm looking at this now. He's taking pictures with his daughter, mm -hmm. um, who looks to be fairly young. I think, yeah, the the fact that he has this kind of second chance, yeah. to to um, you know, of course he left with his life, right? And yeah. I think that that's that's the most important thing, right? Um, and this, which might people, some might people see like see as cosmetic. I think it's I think it's a really oh, going to no. make a big difference in his life. Absolutely. In the story, it talked about how he would have to constantly, you know, explain to little kids who, you know, saw him, you know, and under in shock and, you know, audibly gasped or was in shock. And he had gotten so used to explaining what had happened and stuff, you know, because, I mean, something like that could really weigh on you. What I think is also important for us to note here, Marcus, is that um, the percentage of organ donors who are African-American. Right. Um, and that's right. something that's big that we really need to look at as a community. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think when I read the article, 
um, where Chelsea is from, where Robert Chelsea is from. He's from Los Angeles. Yeah. Um, I think they said, or no, where he got it. He uh, got it done in Boston, yeah, Massachusetts. So where he got it done. Yeah. Um, there were less than 7% of the organs um, that came from African-American donors. Yes. And I think that that's mind-boggling, right? Yeah. And something for our community to think about if we want to be um, a help donors. to others mm-hmm. and to you know people after we leave this earth. Mm-hmm. So Every time I renew my license, I always make sure I'm on the organ donor list. Yeah, I think that that's something that, you know, you and, of course, everyone has that choice. It's your body, your choice. But I think that that's something that really stuck out to me and just something that I think as a community we could take a stronger look at. I agree. All right. Well, let's take a break. And when we come back, we will get into our spill segment. So stay tuned. We'll be right back, guys. All right. All right, welcome back. You're listening to Cold Pop. Hello. And it is time for one of our favorite segments, Spill. Yes. What do you have for us today? Um, Well, this week I wanted to talk about a topic that is gaining a lot of traction as more and more people are starting to take into account their mental health. Um, And that is the topic of therapy. Mm. Um, I recently just started going to therapy about a month ago. And um, I am... I, I, I needed it. I absolutely yeah. needed it. I wasn't quite sure uh, what was wrong with me. Mm-hmm. Not to, and that's not to say that something was wrong with me. Or but that something has to was, be wrong with you in order right, to go. Because it does not. I think, and that's a poor choice of words, excuse me. I think I wasn't quite sure what I needed to help me live the best life that I could. Um, and I think this is definitely putting me in the right spot. It's Good. been very beneficial a month in, and I've I've learned a lot of things, not only about me, but how I handle other people, um, and how other people portray me and, and my you know in my stance and whatever. And so um, let's just talk about that for a moment. What are your thoughts about therapy in general um, and the effects that it can have? I mean, for me, I don't I don't have a personal experience with it something mm-hmm. that i haven't done something i've definitely talked about doing oh, of course yes i need it right those types of things but never have really taken the step in order to do it i've actually seen it work wonders for many many people mm-hmm. um and i think that of course the stigmas that come around in the black community um it's something that we need to start looking at much earlier yeah the I, fact I, I that you know i look at some people um, who could really benefit from it, benefit from it and make those choices of not to or, or, or look at it as, oh, it's so expensive or that's right. just not a... Guys, if you have insurance, there's definitely ways to go around to yeah. finding someone in your network. And if you don't have insurance, there's also still ways to find something. Totally. So I, I think it's funny that you mentioned because... Um, it's sort of the same frame of mind that I had. You said that you had thought about it a lot, but never really followed through. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where I started as well. And so I think that that's a commonality amongst a lot of people. I had been thinking about going to therapy for a while um, because I needed help with, um, I, I can be a little anxious and have a little anxiety and even, you know, some uh, some characteristics of depression in, in that mm-hmm. sense. And so I, I've been, I had been knowing that I needed to go, but I kept putting it off and putting it off because I felt like it was just a big to-do. And then finally, um, there was a uh, event where 
that happened in my life that really kind of pushed it over the edge to be like, okay, bitch, you need to go get, you need yeah. to go talk to somebody. At least, you need at to least go talk to somebody. Know, girl. Um, and so I finally gave in and was like, okay, Marcus, like you can either continue to um, put up with what your, you know, where your situation is, or you can try to find some way to make it better and improve that. And so I finally took the steps to do that. And I'm, um, I'm happy that I did. I'm definitely not where I want to be, but I yeah. think the first part is laying a good foundation that right. you can live on um, and kind of m- move through the world with new information that you weren't privy to beforehand. And so I think that that's very important for me. And I, I, I'm enjoying the process and I'm excited to see where it takes me. And I think I would recommend therapy to anyone. Yeah. And I think one of the other things that I would want everyone in here to, or all the listeners to know is that, I don't want people to get caught up in their idea of therapy. Like it's not where you go once a week and you sit on a couch and you cry and talk like there are so many different forms. If you're feeling like that there's ways that, you know, you don't have that kind of time in your schedule or Mm -hmm. you don't, you don't, you wouldn't feel comfortable with that. There's so many different ways to Mm -hmm. go about doing this. Um, there are therapists that do online yeah, sessions. You got there online group therapy, you have couples all of those therapy. So figuring out how to take that that maintenance check of yourself, I think, is really important. Um, at least as you know, kind of as you know, as a starting point. Um, and I think one of the things that I heard you say that I think people can also take away is don't wait for a catalyst. Right. Don't wait for a catalyst to pop. Oh, okay. So now like, no, when it's never too early or it's never a bad time to just do a maintenance check just to see how things are going. I will say this, and this is something that my therapist actually told me this past week. Um, I, I agree with you in saying that you shouldn't wait for a catalyst, but at the same time, I would have to say, um, sometimes you don't even know you need it until something happens. Exactly. You know, how do you know you need therapy until it's good to just go though. It's good to just go and just check in. Yeah. Do a check in. Yeah. So you have to be very cognizant of, you know, your well being and your mental state and knowing that either you're doing the wellness check like you were saying, or even if it's something does happen, to be smart enough to know to ask for help. Yeah, just like a regular checkup as you would do with anything. Yeah, the doctor, the dentist, the yep. eye doctor, all of that. So, yeah. Um, so all in all, I would just say therapy is good. Um, it's funny. One of the last things I want to say um, about one of my last session that I feel like has really helped me is that we were able to re- establish that in like everyone's lives are guided by pillars. Um, there, there are pillars in life to kind of mm. help you stand up. And, you know, those pillars may include family or relationship, friends, faith, uh, work, you know, your professional life and stuff. And I have um, I'm currently going where a couple of my pillars um, are under reconstruction. <laughs> and okay. so he but the way he kind of put it back in the to made sense to me was that, yes, I out of my five pillars that I have right now, two are under construction. Therapy is that scaffolding, the the temporary pillar that's helping me keep keep everything else up while my other pillars are being reconstructed. Hmm. And so I took that to heart, actually. And that's been a really, it was a very, it was, it was, as Oprah would say, it's an aha moment. It was an aha moment for me. Um, so 
very happy about it. Um, I think therapy is becoming um, less taboo as it has been. And Certainly. would definitely, again, like I said, recommend it for anyone. That's all I got to say. Great. Cool. All right. That's our moment. <laughs> what do we got next? Up next is our signature segment, Fizz or Flat. Hey. Stay tuned. Alrighty, welcome back everybody. It's time for Fizz or Flat. In this segment, we talk about all of the things in pop culture that we either like, we give it a fizz, or if we don't like it, it gets a flat. Um, so Trent, why don't you go ahead and start us off because I already know what my first one is going to be. Sure. First up, this past Friday, Kanye West released his ninth album, Jesus is King. Oh, was I supposed to say something? I mean, I'm looking at you, and you are giving me the blankest of stares right now. Um, Flat. So, as of right now... Flat. The the album, um, which I've listened to the majority of it, okay? The oh, album is... I didn't even give it that justice. <laughs> the album is um, quite interesting, and it kind of, it's coming on the end of all of these, or I should say, better, better yet, in the middle of all of these Sunday services that Kanye West has done um, over the past few months. And so he's been to Chicago, he's been to D.C., he's been to L.A. and done quite a few of these. But He went to Howard. um, Yeah, he went to Howard in D.C. and did that. I think it was on their homecoming weekend, which is really cool. Um, Uh, Okay, sure. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, the beautiful thing about this is that it's actually primed for a number one debut. Even though it just came out this past Friday, there seems to be a lot of buzz around it. Um, lots of lots of discussion. Lots of people have started to reach out, celebrities and of the such, for an album that I would say is is not really what we've seen from Kanye. Very different. So I mean, as you probably have guessed by now, it's very it's it's a gospel album. It's very much a gospel inspired album, um, and. The whole thing together runs to be about 27 minutes long. Right. So it's, I mean, a cold pop show episode (laughs) is longer than what this album is. Um, But I think one of the things that you'll kind of find is that there is a head. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if this goes on the gospel charts. Because it's such a heavy gospel influence. Um, There have been discussions of whether or not Kanye is going to be now a gospel artist because uh, he's talked about he's kind of vowed that he won't be doing any of his old songs the way that they were originally uh, recorded that there will always be a gospel um, kind of influence now into the way that these are going but to get back to the album there definitely seems to be lots of attitudes towards it some people are giving it a lukewarm um, some people are, are, are giving it a flat for sure out of the 11 songs, one of the things that I really, I think for me, Closed on Sunday is probably my favorite song so far, um, which I, is kind of like an ode to Chick-fil-A. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, a lot of Kim Kardashian references in that song um, as well. So Marcus is giving me, guys, the blankest of stares right now. He is not... <laughs> here for it 
what what are you thinking, Marcus? Share share with us, share with the listeners what your thoughts are. So here's all I will say. I do not support Kanye West. I am tired of Kanye West. I will not be listening to this album or anything else oh, that wow. he puts out again. Um, Kanye um, can go jump in a river for all I care. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah, Very I just I, I think a lot of the things that he says and does. Um, it's problematic. Uh, he just had this really big interview this past week. Um, I didn't get a chance to get the source material, but one of the quotes from the interview was they asked him if he cared about what black Twitter thought. Is this the interview with Zane Lowe? Yes. Okay. And he was like, no, I don't care what black Twitter thinks. And so then he was like, well, do you care what white Twitter thinks? And he was like, absolutely. I care what white Twitter thinks and blah, 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 blah. And I'm just... I just I, I at this point I'll put my money where my mouth is and so therefore I will not be supporting him I could care less what he does I was not a fan of the Sunday services anyway um, I thought I thought the campus of Howard was pretty silly to bring him there um, to do that um, and I think sometimes uh, black people can be very short nearsighted can be very short-sighted well wow. um Wow. I think, uh, yeah, See I think, uh, <laughs> um, I think, um, you know, a good beat and, you know, something that's popular at the moment. And it's, it's like a shiny object a little bit, you know, and you get blinded by. You're not going to uh, find any beats on this song. Well, And that's fine. But I mean, just his music in general is like a shiny object. And so people are like moss to a flame attracted by it. But then you miss the zapper. Well, it's definitely a long way. It was supposed to be out a month ago. So who cares? And then it was supposed to come out so? the the day before. And then he was like, oh, I'm not finished. I'm still so? doing some stuff. Don't care. Um, And so. So this I is a huge a little, flat for me. There was, a, there was some drama with the rollout. Um, I think for me, I, it's probably going to be a flat for me as well. Just oh, because of the songs. But you were just songs. over here ranting and raving about how amazing I said I like. I said I like so closed now on you Sunday. Give it a flat, huh? I said I like closed on Sunday, Please but explain. it's definitely a. To me, it's not an album. I would say that this is an ex, an EP. Who cares? It's 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 so short. Like you can listen to it. Um, a Big Mouth episode is longer than what this album is. <laughs> hey. Again, like I said, it's a flat. I'm not going to give him any more of my energy or my time, nor will I be supporting him. So I've been done with Kanye for a while now. So Okay. And stay tuned, guys, when I post uh, Marcus at the Kanye West Sunday service. Yeah, you'll never. The next one in Chicago. You'll never. <laughs> you'll never because I won't be there. Got you. What do you have Could next? never. Um, my next one is, oh yeah, let's talk about the debut of The Watchmen on HBO. Uh, this gets a total fizz for me. How, let's, for a moment here, I did not know that this, um, that this show was going to be as black as it is. And I, I think am I knew that. here for it. I, because The Watchmen, the movie, is not black at all. No. And this is what this is but based But you saw on. the cast before. Uh, You did, but like I, the storyline. Louis Gossett. Right, but I, when I say black, like the storyline. Okay. This is essentially a KKK 
type story esque story yeah, line, I and think, lynching and all of that jazz. You, you know, know what? Because it, it really so, does hit home. I mean, even the beginning, the of Tulsa it, bombing, the Tulsa, yeah. uh, I, which I didn't even know about. Yeah, and so I had to go back and do my own research because we didn't learn about that in school. That definitely was a moment and kind of really put me in like the Greenwood Tulsa bombing in 1921. Yeah. Um, to the what was it? The um, the moment where the policeman has to get buzzed out, his his firearm has to get buzzed right. out. Right. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, lots of good things that make me kind of like go hmm. Um. So my old man is definitely like a comic book. As am I. Junkie a kind of thing. So he has to like help me understand, understand some of the stuff <laughs> that is coming around, but. I mean, for me, I would I would definitely give it a fizz as well. I and really enjoyed Regina King. Anything she's in, I'm um, a fan of. And who the man who plays her husband, Yaha, Yaya, so fine. What's he was his name? in Yaya. I forget his name, but he was in the. He's, um, he's in Aquaman. He's in. He's in so much. Yeah, he was in the. What I remember him from is the uh, the Black Mirror episode where him and. Uh, oh, Striking Vipers. Yes. Yeah. yeah that was, was real cute. In that too. Yes, so. I was like, ugh, ugh. But yeah, this gets a total fist for me. Yeah. Now, what are your predictions for the season? For the season. Uh, I don't know. I don't know yet. This is taking. Um, I don't want to say it's taking a hard left, but they've taken a very creative route on this. And I, I've seen just by looking at the uh, what you can expect ahead, they're doing a lot of callbacks and callouts to the original Watchmen series in the movie. So I'll be very excited to see where this goes. I can't. I don't have any predictions just yet. Let me get a couple of episodes in. Okay. So. Total fizz. We'll see. Fizz for me too. All right, what you got next? All right, so Netflix has recently released the rubric for how they You've count viewership. You've been using viewership. this rubric word a lot. Are you going back to school? You've used this a couple times tonight. Actually, you know what? No, you're in school. So let me Ooh, so sit back before me. I read you, honey. Right. Let yeah. me sit on exactly. Back. Um. So Netflix has recently released how they measure viewership. Um, of all of their shows and their content that comes out. This is coming hot off of the heels of the Nielsen putting pressure to kind of figure out exactly what's going on with the numbers and the administrators and leaders over at Netflix saying that they would be a little bit more, um, what's the word, forthcoming, I guess, about how they count their viewership because they've been doing some really great numbers over there. Hence, you know, Stranger Things, as well as a lot of other, um, a lot of other movies. Bird Box, that was one that was really heavily watched in just a few days. Didn't they but, say that a Stranger Things was like the most watched show ever in Netflix? I think history. like sixty-four million. Yeah, yeah, it was I like sixty-four million that. people in the first four weeks of it. Um, so, I mean, being able to do these kind of astronomical numbers. People have started to ask questions. And so Netflix came and said, look, this is how we do it. We basically, this Netflix, <laughs> thank you. They basically put people in three different boxes. They have the starters, the watchers, and the completers. Okay? So starters are determined by the household that watched two minutes of a film or one episode of a series. Um, and then that kind of and then it goes down to starters and then the, the completers are more so uh, people who watch 90% of the film or the season of a series. 
uh, watchers are around 70%. So if you watch 70%, let's say, for instance, I would be considered a starter on Raising Dion because I didn't really watch much of that. I think I watched one episode. So did you not finish it? No, I did not. Mm. I, I said I was. I did not. Not Couldn't get into black it. films. Couldn't get into it. Sorry. Um, but I would be a watcher of Big Mouth. Right? Okay. Because I watched like 70% of that. I've not finished that. But 90% of Dear White People. I would be a completer. Yeah, right? I Because I watched that. the whole thing. So that is how they, they, that's how they basically look at it. Now, that's how they measure the viewership if you were ever interested. Interesting. Um, so, which I think is fair. Yeah, I do. I mean, I don't, I don't hear anything that's. Uh, I think it's pretty fair. Layering right now. Yeah. It's just, I think one of the things that Netflix is constantly having to do is to have to prove itself as it's le- like in it, as it's like a legitimacy. Mm-hmm. Um, for instance, we're now seeing some of these Netflix shows that are being released in theaters for a short period of time because the awards have kind of put a kind of put a stand uh, still of like saying well, like rules. Yeah, yeah there's a rule of that these in order to be considered for awards, you have to be in released the theater, in the theaters. A theatrical and so, release. so Netflix is like, OK, well, fine, then we'll figure that out. Mm-hmm. And now with the kind of the, the TV and its competition with the Nielsen ratings, it's kind of having approval. Well, this is how we do it. Right. I think one of the things that you'll start to find is that Netflix, as well as other streaming services, are really going to have to put their money where their mouth is and show, hey, this is why we're legitimate. Right. Because as cable, as people get less and less cable and more and more streaming services, um, there's going to be a, there's going to be bigger pools uh, from those networks to right. try to figure out to like even the playing field. No, I agree with that. And I mean, I think they've got a huge slate of new TV shows and movies and stuff like that in the works that they'll, um, I mean, they're definitely in the conversation. And then with Apple TV and Disney plus, yeah. like those are the only ones that, good. I mean, those are the, to me, those are the big three in streaming services wise. Everybody else is just kind of, you know, off to the wayside, but Disney plus Apple TV and Netflix will be the ones that like, we'll look out for and see how they compete against each other. So, don't forget BT Plus. <laughs> I'm not okay. Doing this. Well, what I mean, well, so what do you think? Do you think that these view like? Do you feel like this is fair? Does this give a fist? Do you give it a flat in um, terms of the fairness? I give it a fizz because I think it has been said for a while that you know people wanted to know how they were keeping track of their ratings and stuff like that, and so now we get a little more insight and a little bit more clarity on that. So I will give this a fizz. Um, Fairness wise, I mean, I need to see what this is looks like over a certain swath of time. So, yeah, I think that that would yeah. be interesting. I would also want to see how Nielsen counts in Hulu and other things right. in there. Right. So like, okay, if Netflix is putting their stuff up, how are you guys putting? Like, you show us. Like for HBO, for example. Bingo. For example. Yeah. Yep. I agree. Okay. So, what are you? Are you giving this a fizz or a flat? I'll give it a fizz. Yes. Yeah, okay. Okay. Um, I, that's all I had. I had one other comment I wanted to make though regarding Netflix. Um, I watched Dolomite is my name. Uh, oh, you did? I did. Oh, damn. I want to, I'm watching it. I'm going to watch it. Okay. So later well, I won't talk too much about it, but it is funny. Well, good. It is funny. And kudos to Eddie Murphy. He Eddie. is, the cast is perfect. The cast is perfect. There's a lady on the show, on the, in the movie. I need to find out what her name is, but she 
steals it. She is really, really good. And then seeing Kegel Michael Key and um, what's our boy's name? Uh, what's our Titus boy's? Burgess. Yes, and Titus. Titus did a really good job. Wesley Snipes. And this is and this is what I tweeted. I keep forgetting that Wesley Snipes can do comedy. I keep forgetting that. Tu Wong Fu? Right. And that's what I had to go back to. I was like, duh, Marcus, he did Tu Wong Fu. But I'm like, Wesley Snipes is a good comedic actor. Like, you don't necessarily think of Wesley Snipes in comedy until you think of some of his past, older, real, really old past work. Because, you know, he's done a lot of, a lot more dramas and action movies and stuff like that. You yeah. know, he's got this very quote unquote masculine persona or right. whatever. But. Watch Dolomite is my name. I was like, okay, Wesley. I haven't seen you in anything in quite a while, but yeah. you did that. That was good. So overall, I thought it was really good. So that's all I wanted to say. Well, nice, nice. So the last thing that I have. Okay. Um. So it was announced this past week that Van Lathan from TMZ, um, who was probably one of their most popular personalities, was recently fired um, due to a physical altercation. Uh, dun, dun, right. Dun. So Van Lathan, you you probably, I would say his probably his most famous one is where he was challenging Kanye. Um, would you say that's probably his most famous? Yeah, that's where he. That's where he got the most notoriety because right. he called out Kanye and was right essentially. Right. So basically, um, this past over in this past month, there was a debate between him and a. Uh, former co-worker, colleague, Michael Babcock, who I think they were discussing Ellen DeGeneres and the President Bush drama um, with all of that. And then from that, there seemed to be a physical altercation, which they provided video of. What was the physical altercation? So it seems as though Van comes to him and is whispering in his ear, but also his like hands are around his neck. Mm-hmm. And Michael is kind of like trying to shift away and kind of move away from Van and is, you know, basically like kind of like doing a get off of me kind of thing. But Van's Van's hands are literally like around around or around his neck for a short period of time. Um, It seems as though. But after that, he was asked to leave. Um, He took to Twitter to kind of, you know, let all of his supporters know. He was like, hey, guys, I'm fine. Seriously, I'm okay." Um, TMZ has since leaked the actual video of the incident. TMZ leaked their own video? Child. Okay. You are right. Exactly. <laughs> okay, sure, Jam. Um, but it seems as though, the you know, from the confrontation, um, that this is, this is the role that they took with this. I'm a little concerned because I just felt like Van was one of the black voices that were in the room. Not to say that there aren't others, but definitely one of the more prominent ones. One of the more sane ones, let's do say that. Definitely so. Um, and so I think when... Yeah, it's just... It's, it's a sucky situation. Yeah. Um, definitely a great guy uh, from, what from, what I, from what I've seen. From what I've seen, right? I know him. I know Van. I know Van <laughs> you know very well. <laughs> okay. Um, but... Like I just, I don't know, and some of the some of the coworkers have already started to kind of speak out on his behalf, uh-huh. um, and saying that you know Van is not a mean spirited person, and anything that happened is a product of that environment. Right. Um, they people are saying that they are shocked and stunned that he was actually fired over this. Which I mean, if you actually look at the video, 
it's a short amount of time that his hands are around his neck. Yeah. I don't know if it was being like, I'm yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm a little per- on the fence. I'm pretty sure he's gonna land somewhere else and hopefully in a better job than what he was in. So I don't I don't think I have any doubt on that. I saw the video too and. I mean, I guess you could call that a physical altercation. I don't think... I mean, yeah. It's very like, okay, well, wait. Is this serious? So, Van is kind of being very like, hey, guys, I'm good. This is... Yep, it happened. Like, this is the way the cookie crumbles. Michael Babcock, who's actually the victim in all of this, who... The person who had... Who's quote-unquote being choked. Right. That's what really shocked me is that TMZ used the word choked. I didn't like that. Um, Beatrix, darling. But he's not giving comment. It's probably because he's been told not to. And he hung up on he's uh he's been hanging up on people. He's not giving comments. He's not talking about it. Probably was told not to. So, uh, it's it's like I said, really unfortunate that it had to happen. But hey, Van, you you got a job here at Copop. Whenever you're ready. <laughs> Absolutely, invitation is always fizz or open. flat. Oh, what am I fizzing or flatting? Can be a fire. Uh, flat. Yeah, flat for me. Yeah. Even though you, I mean, you can't put your hands on people, but right. it just, it sucks. But, right. But a flat because I don't think just you should have been don't fired. Put, don't put your I hands on people. Get, yeah, and fizz for, I think he'll land somewhere much better. Don't, just don't, don't. So. We, yeah. Right. We've seen that. People throwing blenders in people's faces and stuff. And so. you'd be, right. You'd be just like Britney Price. Child. All right. Is that all we have? That's it for me. Cool, cool. So, um, final thoughts. Final thoughts. Final thoughts for this week. I'll go first. You want me to go first or do you want to go first? No, you can go. go. You want me to go first? Sure. My final thought for this week is don't start none, won't be none. You need to have that same energy. If you're going to approach someone with an energy or a space um, and you're not quite sure how they're going to react, then you should probably rethink your actions because for every action there is an opposite and equal reaction mm. now you got to be very careful because you don't know people out here like this and you don't. nowadays doing some of these things for the for the gram or for snapchat or for you know will get you in trouble or get you beat up or get a blitter thrown in your face not necessarily saying that that is right but you can't control someone else's actions all you can control are your own and that's where the focus should be yeah I think for me, it's kind of two part. Uh, one is art is subjective. Like, let's stop having an urge or desire to put rankings right, right, and places. Rank yeah, like that's not necessarily let it. That's not necessary. Let it be what it's going to be. Um, and there's room for everyone to be at the top. So allow that to happen. The what I'm going to say is in in regards to the tank situation is that we as a black community have to do a little bit better in providing a space for black men to be, to show emotion, to be more vulnerable. To be themselves. Um, and to, you know, to explore who they are. That's, mm-hmm. th- those are my two takeaways from this episode. Nice. I agree with that. Very nice. Um, all right, so as always, Follow us on the interwebs, on social medias. You can follow us on Instagram at Cold Pop Show. If you have any questions or comments or things that you want to talk about, or if there's something we talked about in this episode that you want to comment on, shoot us an email at coldpopshow at gmail.com. 
also follow us on our individual pages. You yes. can find me at Trent Rashad on um, Instagram, and you can find me on Twitter at Trenton RD. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Marcus Drew Steele with an E on the end. And be on the lookout. We're going to post our Halloween costumes on our Cold Pop page. Um, and we'll have some more cool social media interactions and stuff like that later this week. So just be on the lookout for that, too. All right, that's it for us. We'll talk to you later. All right, bye.